Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. The goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again. Lewis Morgan with a second of the match. He won't even have a goal. He's framed the top 90. It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain. It feels so damn good to be back on the microphones. Welcome back for another season of the Enter Miami podcast. I am Jay Kington, alongside, as always, Mr. Alex Papa George, and we also have Than Harrington on the show with us as well. How are you doing, boys? Most importantly, how has the offseason treated you? Season three, episode one. Boy, that sounds good. A lot. There was a lot of folks out there that didn't think that we were going to hit episode three, season one. So, Back at y'all, but no, it feels great to be back on the microphones. You know, the offseason's cool, but it's just not as fun as the regular season that is upon us. The door is opening soon for us, fellas. We got preseason kicking off. Dan, how about you, dude? How you doing? Dude, glad to be back, ready for some live football down in Miami, a little South Beach flair, ready to get back to it. Uh, you know, we got 30 days till kickoff. I'm excited to see what this roster brings. Uh, a lot of A lot of changes. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. Can't wait for the season. That South Beach weather is a little bit different for you uh, up in the Northeast, huh? Kind of, kind of wishing I had some of that right now. You know, six degrees in the morning with you know, about five to ten inches of snow on the ground as we speak. Uh, hopefully, maybe be down soon for a game. Hey, well, that's some good news. That's some good news. I'm sure everybody out here would love to see you down and... You know, I don't know if this makes you feel any better, man, but we we went through a huge cold front down here last week. This was out of control. People were wearing boots, their mittens. They I even saw little chihuahuas running around with their own mittens. It's about like 69, <laughs> 68 degrees or so, man. We, we didn't know what to do. Dude, you get in the 60s and Floridians freak out. I'm pretty sure the low today was like 49, though, when we woke up. And then it heated up, and I was sweating before the day was over. Uh, Off-season... Pretty enjoyable. Actually, I was able to see some live footy Sunday night at, you know, the the only stadium that I thrive in, which is Inter-Miami State, or Drive Pink Stadium, rather, for the Honduras-Colombian game with uh, a group of incredibly rowdy, rowdy Hondurans. Shout out, Lewis. He's our boy uh, in the Southern Legion. Uh, you may know him if you're in the Discord as Megabata. I uh, hope I'm pronouncing that in yep. the correct Latin tongue. One more time. Mega Bajra. I don't I'm trying to get That's that. I'm good. trying to work on my rolling like R's, but it is it is tricky. And then uh, finally I got to uh to meet JC, the president for Southern Legion in person. We've spoken uh via text and phone calls, uh, but nice to actually finally meet him in person. Very, very good time. Had a lot of fun reading my favorite jacket, getting covered in blue smoke. Uh, and then, of course, just resume the incredible uh, 
drinking experience that the boys put on at the stadium. You you really do <laughs> like these tequila sunrise just late. That late was the night cap. stops, man. And yeah. uh, you saw me on Monday. Yeah, you know, uh, as I'm sure Came all of you uh, know, Jay and I have the what can I say? The joy, the pleasure of working together uh, day in and day out for about six, almost six and a half years now. And he walks up to my desk as I'm rigorously working on the computer, oh. just putting in work. And he comes up to me and he says, listen, man, he's like, I got a little fucked up last night at the game. And I said, well, it looks like that. And can you can you step back? Because you smell like vodka. But uh <laughs> Proceeded to show me his headset that was covered in blue. And when he took No, I didn't his, even realize it till like I took it out to talk to you and like my whole ear was blue and on then the your inside. whole ear just started bleeding blue. Yeah, that that's that's my fault. That, that, that's one of those nights where uh, you know, hygiene isn't uh where I typically have it. I typically shower every night, but that was I just came home and uh, I think once I laid down, I was out in a, in a few minutes and Chloe watched like four episodes of of startup thinking I was awake, but I was not. She's probably like watching episodes of Desperate Housewives at this rate. <laughs> Dude, I've got through Selling Sunset, Emily in Paris. She's watching Cheer right now. I don't even want to. Man, I've been I've been through it lately. So what you're telling the listeners is Uncle Randy was in full effect. Viper shades and all out there for the game. Uncle Randy's back, baby. It feels good to be back. Oh, boy. Those 24-ounce beers will get you. Were they giving you the cans actually at the game too? No, man. Yeah, they we, know they know they better than that. Things. No, no. They 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 know better than that. Then you're right. Tequila Sunrise Nightcaps always just really send you over the edge. I thought you were going over to the old uh miscues. That's where I thought you were gonna take that story. I was hungry. <sighs> but then I did you eat? I so I, I got a really big margarita and then I just like crushing the chips and salsa. It was just a to-go order. Like I I mean it was like a twenty minute get it, get this margarita down and eat some chips and salsa, uh, like a 60 ounce margarita. And, uh, I, I got home and like, I ate like, I don't know, like four bites of my enchiladas and just passed out. I'm not going to let you skip over a 60 ounce margarita. Yeah, dude. That'll put you on your ass. Ill-advised, ill-advised. He's like, you want, you want regular or large? I was like, give me a large. It came out. I was like, damn, this is trouble. You're that guy that as soon as you leave the restaurant, they're talking about. No, dude, they, they, they love me up there. You know this. They no. love the Inner Miami podcast up there. I don't know if they're joking with you or actually at you. I hope not because I've given them tickets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everyone, we'll bring it back to football. Inner Miami football to be exact. And, you know, we're starting this season actually out with some pretty sick news. Some pretty sick news to bring to you all and... Dan, why don't you go ahead and take it, man? Just just go ahead and break it down. Share the good news with the listeners. This this family's expanding. I feel it. Yeah, all right. So we're going to uh, be partnered with Area Sports Network uh, starting this season. It's an exciting opportunity for everybody here at the pod. You know, They're going to be uh, helping us open some doors, giving us the inside scoop. Uh, they had listened to our show, uh, mainly Alex and myself. They listened to us, and they said, hey, man, we really, uh, we really like what you guys are doing here. Uh, you want to partner with us? And uh, we, we couldn't help but uh, say, yeah, uh, it's going to really help us get us some more outreach and help grow the show, get some content, and keep providing quality shows for you guys going forward. So it's going to be a really awesome uh, start to season three. No, it's cool. I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> no biggie. But, yes, great. 
Well, don't use those hands because you were just uh, touching battery acid for the last 30 uh, minutes. Uh, but we won't get into that no. story. Jesus. Stan is absolutely getting right. getting slaughtered today. We are stoked. We are thrilled. We are pumped to join Area Sports Network. Fan hit it right on the head. Fabian, who reached out to us on Twitter, said, hey, guys, we absolutely fucking love the show. We love everything that you guys do. We love the way you smell. We love the way you look. And we love the way you guys podcast. And with that, they have opened the doors. They have opened the doors and let us through. So with that, Inner Miami Podcast is now a happy member of Area Sports Network. I heard they just really respect mullets. All right. Anyway, all right. So here's 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 how we're gonna roll out this show. Uh, there's obviously been a lot of news going on. Uh, where preseason just started, acquisitions are not done yet. We've had several acquisitions. Uh, before we go into all the details of that, we want to give it just just a little bit more time for those to roll in, so we can cover everything in one fell swoop. So to get back in the swing of things, is <laughs> kind of going off the hinges already. Uh, what we'll be covering is the red wedding promo Game of Thrones fans, uh, the mass. Uh, execution, the firing line, whatever analogy you want, uh, mass departures. I've never seen this on any sports team that I've followed in my entire life. Uh, the guillotine was in full effect. Chris Henderson is kicking heads around on the floor, juggling them, hitting around the world to uh, where Vic football, uh, that world-renowned juggler in Miami, would be proud. I mean, we're talking 18 players in two months, maybe, maybe potentially more. And uh, we're going to go through these. We're going to break this down and we're going to have one of three categories. We're going to have gutted, which is, you know, obviously just wrecked, sad that, that we're seeing this person leave. We're going to have you know, indifferent, I see, I see. And then, of course, we're going to have like good riddance, get out the door, toasted, ones that we're happy about uh, departing because just a fresh recap for you guys. Uh, we are <laughs> going through, this will be the first of the two years of sanctions. We're talking $2.2 million dollars. Uh, salary cap hit from the Blaze Matuidi saga. And uh, we're finally going to get through that and put that behind us. And uh, it is full on in Hindo we trust, making moves, cutting players, getting that salary cap where it needs to be, bringing in a younger, more invigorating squad that we will cover in the next episode. But without further ado, uh, before, and we'll wrap up with fan, uh, fan questions and fan questions if you have anybody. But uh, before we do this, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run through this, and uh, we're gonna have some fun with it. We're gonna have some fun. So we're gonna start with the the, the first one. The one I'm getting the finger real quick. What's up? Well, you might be getting the finger later, but Ooh, questions. Goodness. I just want to make sure everyone understands the scoring system that you've come up with here today. It's taken you three months to come up with these <laughs> categories, and dare I repeat, gutted is i guess the the worst one that we could possibly say uh yes. the second is eh okay and last but not least good written so those are the three categories that we'll be going with for all 18 of these players and before we do jump in just wow chris chris henderson literally took the broom out and said everybody get the <laughs> heck out. He said goodbye. He said, get your stuff and get the hell out of South Florida. You don't have to go. No, that's not how you say that. You don't 
you don't need to go home, but you can't stay here or something like that, right? Or is that that's how it goes? That's that song from All the right. 90s. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, still, I still got it. Yeah. Way to date yourself. Yeah, no, I mean, he slapped in the extendo clip for the bullshit and uh, <laughs> bodies were dropping. Bodies were dropping. Uh, so just, you know, just to give a feel for this, like gutted. Gutted is going to be how we're all going to reply for Lewis Morgan. Because I think that one caught us all off guard the most. And when I say all of us, I speak for the entire Inter-Miami fan base. Every single person. Uh, we love Lewis. We've, we've had him on the podcast. Uh, really, really humble, hardworking, sweet dude. Uh, his family, very interactive with the fan base as well. Sad to see, you know, Veronica. Uh, I know she'll still be, you know, chiming in here and there, but but not as fully involved. And uh, we wish him the best of luck. He got traded to New York Red Bulls. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's seriously a major blow for the team. I mean, it's one of those deals where that's a cornerstone we could have built off of. And if we didn't try to fuck around and find out, maybe we'd still have Lewis here and be able to use him as the cornerstone going forward. But, you know, we're, we're left to wonder why at this point. Yeah, Lewis was a devastating blow. He's definitely a favorite of this podcast and a favorite of the fans. He was someone who left it out on the field each and every game. And that was something that you could expect from Lewis Morgan. And, you know, outside of, you know, people like Gregory, there weren't too many players on the pitch that you could count on, you know, game in and game out. And, you know, Lewis Morgan being 25 is still in the midst of his prime. And actually when this, you know, did happen, I got a, I actually got a text from our buddies, Bob over at I-80 Sports. Mm -hmm. Bob's a big Red Bulls fan. And he said, you know, talk to me. He's like, you're always talking about this Lewis Morgan character. He's, he's up here now. He's like, well, what's his game? And I'm like, well, I'm like, you're going to get a player that's going to play incredibly hard. He's going to have great team chemistry. And really, he's just going to fit in there like a natural glove. And, you know, he was thrilled it, about it. And the last point, he talked about how much their team needed someone to cross the ball in. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow. I said, well, then you definitely got a player here, bud. So, you know, we'll see how he plays uh, up in New York. It is certainly going to hurt us to see him put on that white and red next year. But uh, best of luck, Lewis Morgan. Gutted. 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 Gutted then. All of us Severely are gutted, gutted here at the pod. And exactly. But here's the good news. We got 1.2 million for him. And here's the good news. Good for Lewis is because Red Bulls are going to play him as a winger where he belongs and not put him in that, you know, right wing back situation that we had to put him in. So best of luck. Uh, you know, just do us a, just do us a solid because we all love you so much. And just, you know, when you play in Miami, just, please don't score on us. Yeah, which that's just going to hurt to see Lewis in more of his natural position. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to clap because I love him so much, but it's going to it's going to it's going to kill me on the inside. Well, Lewis, it's been real. We wish you the best of luck, sir, but the party must continue. So, next on the list is one of the two Bash Bros. Just 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 you know, there's, there's one thing for certain with this player leaving, and we're going to have far less yellow cards to our club this year. And I don't know about you guys, but I was always looking forward to the yellow <laughs> card statistic. I, I'm kind of disappointed that we're not going to be at the top of that, or will we? Who knows how this season will go, but LGP is no longer on the club. And guys, I got to say I'm gutted on this one. I think that he was the leader of our back line, no matter what anybody said. Him and Nico were a 
formative or just kind of just outright scary out there formidable formidable opponent and you know lgp has had a very accredited history in the mls dating back to his time at atlanta united and you know he is out on loan he is going to liga professional so we wish him the best of luck but lgp is no longer here i'm gutted what about you guys eh i'm i'm eh i mean i I like lgp don't get me wrong there was days where he played world class there was days he played like a u6 center back i don't know if i'm really over i I don't know i'm not really overly concerned with his departure he's 29 we're gonna have to lose him in the next couple seasons anyway so might as well do it now when we need the cap space and the money the most um hopefully it works out for him at river plot and uh wish him the best but for me it's an eh fair assessment my heart my heart says gutted (laughs) because it that's like the only category we were ever good at was yellow cards. So, <laughs> you know, good, going to miss that guy and his, his passion. But, uh, you know, his salary is like 895000 uh bought down with uh, allocation money. So this is a, a pretty massive move to clear off a lot of cap space. And um, in that, I'm going to go more central, meh, something like that. Uh, and just, you know, piggybacking off of that, uh, for some reason, he... he you know, this one, it wasn't even listed uh, like on transfer market or anything, but Nico Fagal is also gone. The, the other half of the Bash Brothers, which I would say had a little bit more mm, finesse, you know, a, a little less like flagrant fouling going on, uh, but also, you know, clearing off, uh, clearing off a nice little piece of the salary cap for us. And both those, same situation. I'm going to go like, eh, you know, like not good riddance because I did enjoy you playing. Uh, I know we're not going to talk about really the the acquisitions yet, but we're going from a back line with like an average height of like 5'10", 5'11", to like what, 6'3", now. So we're going to have bigger defenders. And I think that's a, a very good thing. So that's well, my thoughts. What, what do you guys? Do, do two halves make a whole though? I mean, the yin and the yang, the bing and the bang. I know they're going to be bummed. They're not going to be playing football together. Those are the Ar- those are the Argentinian bash bros over there. They are, but they're going to uh, to rivals, right? He's going to River Plate, then uh, Nico's at uh, at Boca Juniors. So, Imagine that bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. Two two, you know, very aggressive Argentinians, and uh, you know, bing bing bong. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm a little bit more broken hearted about LGP than Nico Fagal personally. That's just me. Uh, I think they're kind of both a little bit, you know, on your scale of ah to gutted. But, you know, I think that's kind of my personal, you know, thoughts on this whole thing. I think that they're, you know, LGP at least is a little bit more on the older side. I think if anything, this season's going to definitely be centered around taking a look at our youth. So as Jay mentioned, you know, this episode is all about players who have left. The next episode we're going to discuss is all about the players who are going to be coming in. So we're going to talk about these new faces on the team who are going to be replacing some of these players like LGP. But before we get there, Fan, what are your thoughts on these two? Eh. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm going to be eh about these. I like them both. You said two halves make a whole. I say these two halves made three quarters of a player in some days. Uh, you know, they did have some good situational awareness, field awareness. Uh, some games or other games, they were just a straight-up liability. You guys know me. If you listen to me long enough, I'm pressing for the youth to get in. 
if this is what it takes to get the youth in and get our academy built up, then I'm all for it. So again, eh. For a lot of these, I think we're going to have to have the in Hindo we trust, you know, in the, in the Yip army. In Hindo we trust uh, that he's making the right decisions because honestly, there's nothing really else to fall back on at this point. So, you know, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Who else we got on this, uh, this hit list? So next up would be a head scratching signing. I think we all <laughs> talked about when it first happened and we were like, uh, Ventura Alvarado, who are you? No clue, no highlights, no stats, no nothing. Um, there's not much to go on. He's going to uh, Liga MX, FC Juarez. I'm, I'm a good riddance. Adios. Uh, didn't show us anything. Didn't do anything for us. Uh, wish him the best. Nothing personal, but see ya. Yeah, same. Uh, peace. See ya later. Uh, Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, this one was really weird because probably the worst signing <laughs> that I'm aware of because we sign him, he's injured. So it doesn't play. Then he plays like the last couple games of the season comes in for like 10, 15 minutes. Looked actually decent, you know, was vocal, was calling out, trying to keep the, the, the back line in order. But yeah, I mean, basically a waste of money for very, very minimal usage. I'm going to go good, like a respectful good riddance. Fair, 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 fair. I, yeah, I think it's all just been said. I did don't think we need to spend too much time on him because we didn't see too much time of him on the pitch. Exactly. So let's keep you know, him moving. I could have done what he did for Inter Miami for half the salary. I mean, that's that's what we're missing. That's why it's a good yeah. riddance. I mean, he yeah. didn't he didn't didn't do anything. Well, they they actually offered Jay that spot on the team, and he ended up turning it down. Yeah. Well, because fifteen minutes at a time is too much running for me. I can do like ten. Yeah, you're like a super 10. sub. Yeah, 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 I'm like a. 90 or like 87th minute sub for sure. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Whatevs. Uh, moving forward though, Kelvin Leardem. This was a, you know, a little like indifferent about this. Cause what, what sucked about Ventura specifically is we were so injured on the back line. We were trying to form together anything we could, and we just, we needed depth and we didn't have him. Kelvin came in, uh, you know, for me, a little too inconsistent. He did have some some crossing ability coming out of that that right back over the the top up to the left wing, which I thought was was decent, but got caught in several mistakes, getting on the older side of it. So you know, Kelvin, um, probably probably good riddance, so we can go for this complete rebuild, go for the youth. Um, yeah, comfortable with that. And he's moving to uh, to LA Galaxy. He's going to move to the Galaxy. I am sitting kind of in between, but I'm like, ah, you know, okay. You know, there there were a couple games last year that he really did shine out there. And there were glimmers of excellence. And I think from at least my perspective, I was a little bummed that it wasn't a consistent effort and result and quality out there on the pitch, game in and game out. We did see it, and we could even see it sometimes when Leardom was in the game, how our team was rolling, and when he would come off, the team became a little bit stagnant. So, you know, we'll see where he goes. I don't think that it's a major blow. Again, it's one of those players that's a little bit on the senior older side. He is 31 years old. Don't think he'll play too much at the LA Galaxy, but again, could add a little bit of depth there. Dan, what do you think? I'm... 
don't know. I'm torn. This is one of those ones where I was really kind of hoping Calvin would come in, step into the team, and be a leader. And with all the departures we're, we've talked about and we're going to talk about, this, the right back spot, is the one spot where we do not have a leader to help the youth grow into the game. His expertise of the game would have been beneficial to some of the younger players. Now, with that being said, there was times where he got turned inside out on some pretty basic moves and got made look a fool. You know, I, I'm not going to say gutted. I'm not going to say eh. I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50. I really wish we would have maybe kept him around, gave him a minimum deal, said, hey, help us one more season, get these youth up to speed, and go from there. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it, Kelvin. Leardom is no longer on the club. We wish you best. I don't think anybody wishes you foul. So, you know, best of luck over on the West Coast. Up next, we have Jay Chapman. Jay Chapman. And this is this is kind of like one of those players that's kind of hard to get a read on. You either love him or you just don't like him, to be honest with you. And personally... I'm sorry, y'all. I kind of fell in the boat of just not really being my favorite. I felt that he was someone out there that we could always throw in the game as kind of like a, what can I say, a stop plug? Yeah, but like a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid. But does that mean that he's going to have overwhelming effect on the result of that game in a positive manner? No, absolutely not. There was, there was not too many times in his career on Inter-Miami that, you know, really... St- you know, stuck out to me, right? And from what I understand, too, just all the different players we have had on the podcast over the last couple of years, dude is like one of those locker room guys. People just love him. People mm-hmm. really enjoy being around him. He's going to really assist the chemistry part, no matter what team he goes on. Um, but yeah, Jay Chapman is one of those players from the guys that, you know, I don't specifically, I, I'm not going to miss in particular. I think that he's a good plug and play player, but no one that I'm going to lose sleep over. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. Uh, I mean, well said. I don't really know what else to to add to that. There's fans that love him, think he's great, and then there's fans that that you know just he's a band aid, right? Who comes in, doesn't really do anything magical or, or, or really uh, game changing, but he does play you know a pivotal role coming in as a sub. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm indifferent. You know, like a little you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you already covered it. I don't really have anything else to say. He's going to Dundee FC in the Scottish Premiership. And, of course, we wish you the best of luck. And thank you for, you know, the, the games you're able to, to start for us and the games you're able to, to step in as we were playing with a very depleted roster. I would say I, I am also in your guys' boat. I was like, eh, okay. You know, I never really cared for Jay or his, his game. I uh, wasn't really huge whenever he came onto the field. Like, okay, I'm confident he's going to be able to do things for the team uh the dark blues and dundee are getting a, a quality midfielder they're not getting a world beater they're not getting a you know a sunday league player the one stat that inner miami will miss was he was in the 91st percentile for pressures per 90 minutes which meant mm. he was better than 91 percent of the league in pressuring opponents making them make mistakes um the dundee manager rates him they are high on his pedigree they're high on who he is as a person as a player so uh you know no ill will i hope he flourishes over there i hope he does well and uh best of luck fair fair assessment and now this one i know that Uh, you're you're gonna be yeah yeah go ahead with this one buddy 
All right. So Dylan Castanera is on his way to Atlanta from a wonderful stint at the San Diego Loyal. Uh, for me, this is an adios. Sayonara. See you later. Get out. I'll pack your bag. I'll pay the shipping fees on all your stuff. Adios. It's nothing personal against Dylan. I don't understand why the club was so enamored with his game, with what he brought to the table. Uh, there were so many players down at Fort Lauderdale or in the academy that deserved more of a shot than what Dylan got or was given. And I, I don't know. Whenever I watched him play at Fort Lauderdale, I was like, eh, okay. Like, there's nothing great here. Uh, Zamudio had better overall stats than he did, and Dylan played less. I don't know. It, it just, I, I, I don't know. Adios. See you, Dylan. Good luck in Atlanta. Max Ramos, shout out to him. He's going to be happy that Atlanta got somewhat of a decent keeper now. I, I don't know. I'm, adios. See you later. Max dude. Ramos, that freaking traitor. <laughs> yeah. Screw Max Ramos. <laughs> You're going to see Max Ramos in the stand of the Atlanta United jersey with his jersey on the stand. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, so the fun fact about those last five, all free transfers. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you know, Good riddance, but not in a bad way, right? Not not malicious, uh, but yeah, I mean, getting the updates, you know, and Fort Lauderdale gave up a lot of goals uh, last season, uh, you know, when 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 he played. So I think it's 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 best for everybody. Yeah, uh, not really going to miss him that much, especially now that we got our boy Nick Marsman in between the goalposts, baby. But uh, we'll see how he does in Atlanta. I know Bradley Guzon is. Uh, Definitely, hopefully, finally on his way out anytime <laughs> here. Anytime. Anytime. The service that Brad Guzan has given to the United States of America and the national team is worthy of respect. No, he's not a Tim Howard, but this disdain you have in your heart for this man and his bald head is, is unparalleled. Jay knows every single time we play Atlanta United, I am bringing the heat on Guzan. He is definitely the goalkeeper of my Trout team. He is 100% there with Dax McCarthy. Tinner home, all of them. He is goalkeeper of that club. <laughs> hate people with hateable faces, I guess. I mean, uh, to be fair, though, I hate him just as much. I don't have a discernible reason. Like, I see him on the, let's do uh, it. On, the on the TV, and I get so frustrated that I'm looking at his face, and there's no reason. He must be a nice guy, but, like, I don't know. Like, I want to stand up and just punch my TV. I'm he, glad it, I, I'm not the only one. He is the Ben Roethlisberger of the MLS. Or, like, he used to be decent, but now he's just, like, washed. And just should not be out there anymore. Uh, anyway, keep moving. So this one's going to be fun. This is a little spicy, but uh, our boy, uh, in hindsight, probably should have got a different jersey. But Rodolfo Pizarro uh, is going on uh, loan to Monterey. So so uh, that's where you know he played in the past. Um, unfortunately, this does not free up a DP spot. But kind of a polarizing figure. I I liked him. Um, I you know I. I didn't think we utilized him correctly, certainly in the in the in the first year. But he, he played well, being forced to be that uh, that number ten. Kind of got a little bit more of a shot in his natural position on the left wing. Uh, for this one, um, I'm a I'm a little gutted, and that's probably against popular opinion because I know a lot of people were were happy that he left. Yeah, uh, personally, I'm a I'm a good riddance guy. I did not think. Bizarro fit this club and I thought and I think that 
that good riddance is not just for Inter Miami, but it's also for Pizarro, right? He is going to go to Monterey, and he is going to play way better than he did in Inter Miami. And everyone, I'm sorry, we are going to see him on the World Cup stage playing for Mexico, and he will probably be playing pretty dang well. And, you know, Another reason that I am just so, you know, good riddance is this, that this is this is kind of one of those players from the old regime, right? He kind of just reminds me of that, you know, Paul, you know, regime, right? And I think taking Rodufo out of the scenario will open the doors for some of these younger players and even players who may not even be on this club yet to flourish. And obviously last year, Rodufo and Iguain had their struggles on the offensive third. That will not be happening this year. As you mentioned, it does not free up a DP slot, but it does free up some salary cap space, which 3.35 million. Yes. Per year. But that will not all be covered and allocated to the salary. Correct. 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 Yeah. So he'll get his what? 612 off. um, And then the rest they're probably happy that they don't have to pay that, you know, that, that, that Monterey will, will, will take that. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good riddance for me, but not in a bad way. I think it's just a mutual separation that both, both sides will definitely benefit from. I'm going to come at it from a little bit of a, more of a hot take angle. I'm glad that he's gone because he is the inner Miami Paul Pogba. He <laughs> is the, I'm going to go off to Dubai. I'm going to color my hair. I'm going to take a picture in this fancy ass ride with a hot suit and be like, yo, I'm not the problem. You are. And it's like, like I don't know. Like, I really wanted to like him. You know, I, I was in the stands when he scored the club's first ever goal in D.C. I, I really had high hopes for him. And then something happens where all of a sudden he decided, you know what? I'm good. I'm don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to head on back to uh, or try to force a move back to uh, Liga MX. And, you know, for me, good riddance. Best of luck. Fair enough. I, I, I will I will miss him running around in warm-ups, spinning his gum out of his mouth, that, and then catching it back in his mouth. That moment was still <laughs> a top five highlight of Inter-Miami history right there. That's that great. was incredible accuracy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that does take talent. We, 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 must, we must be fair. Yes, but uh, Pizarro, best of luck, but goodbye. Moving on to... I think this was, this was either our first or second all-time signing when this club came to inception. I am talking about Julian Carranza, center forward. He is no longer on this club, 21 years old. He was right there with Pella Messi, who is, as we know, no longer on this club as well. But Julian will be joining... Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Union up in the Northeast this year. He has out on loan, so we'll see how he does up there. We'll see if he can get a little bit more PT up there. But personally, guys, this is a good rinse for me. This was someone who never did anything for our club, I felt. He didn't have a single goal with the jersey on his back. And, you know, that's just simply in the not second good season. Enough. In the second season. In the season, second yeah. season, where we really were starved for goals. And in my opinion, that's why he was brought into the club. So if you can't, can't serve its main purpose let's 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 move on yeah tough for me because I, I don't think he really got the the chance that that he needed to showcase his skills he'd always come in just as a, a last minute sub typically for uh 
Iwaino or, or one of the wingers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think good riddance because, you know, I do wish the kid well, and I think that he needs to be in a situation where uh, he's getting more playing time. So he's actually he's going to Philadelphia, and uh, we'll be seeing him. We'll be, we'll be playing against him. I'll say good riddance for his sake. Yeah, I'm going to miss him. I, I am also in the position where I would say he didn't get a fair shake. You can't really give somebody a true assessment after only maybe seeing him for a grand total of 200 minutes for the season. I don't know if that's the exact stat, but that's really what it felt like. He didn't really get a fair shake while down here, especially in the second season. However, to the flip side of that coin, when he was given the opportunity, he did not ignite the attack on uh you know in any situation when we needed him the most so uh for Carranza good riddance but it's in the best of ways I can mean that I hope he flourishes in Philly I will be hearing about it as soon as he does uh you know it's it's gonna be the best move for him at this point yep yep fair enough okay very good all right keep us moving bring us to nine all right, numero nine, because I am not fluent in what that would have been in Spanish. Nueve, there it is. All right. Uh, Christian Macoon. This one is probably the second one on the list I'm actually gutted over. I saw some of our center backs leaving. I was like, all right, you know, Macoon played really well last year for the most part. It's his time, and then boom, Charlotte came along. So, Charlotte, calling you out. I hate you. I hate you, what you stand for, and the ground that you live on. He, you know, Christian, you, Christian's going to be a great center back for them. Uh, you know, trademark T-Rex celebration. He, you know, had a great penalty shot, and he played solid defense. You just uh, like him because sure he's, he's the Bruno Fernandes hop. I do. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't deny that, you know. Um, Riley even asked why Christian stole that from Bruno and how he had the audacity to try to be like Bruno. So, um, but no, like I said, Charlotte's going to get a good center back. I really would wish he would have stayed. I think he had a pretty high ceiling, but, uh, I guess we'll find out when he's in a different color doing his thing. Fair enough. Um, I think we're all going to be on the same side here. I don't want to speak for Alex, but, uh, yeah, pretty gutted. Uh, you know, had, had a couple important goals for us. Uh, had a lot of potential. You really started to see him, you know, flourish. Uh, season one, didn't really see a lot of him. Season two, you started to see the potential that was there. And, um, you know, it, it, it's tough to lose, but Charlie's going to gain a, a key piece. And that's someone that we're going to see every season. Man, man, it just it just hurts to see the super draft work so well for Charlotte, right? Like, damn, they're gonna get one hell of a of a piece moving into. This well, no, I mean this wasn't this wasn't even a draft. Yeah, we just we traded them there. Yeah, this was this was not from the uh, the expansion draft. Oh my god, I must have got my nose confused. Yeah. I thought that this was totally about the expansion. We let this man go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we're yeah. we're we're clearing space and we're we're taking off heads. Yep, I am taking my pencil to this paper right now and scratching off there. And I'm going to write, this is bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough. So now we move on to another disappointing signing. We're talking about Mr. Uh, Ryan Shawcross, who at times seemed to have uh, ankle weights on when he was running around, but ended up getting his back injured and uh, didn't really see a, a lot of him. He actually... Uh, it looked like he was going to come out, but then uh, he announced his retirement. So uh, good riddance, just frees up a spot, frees up some cap space. Uh, didn't really get the results we we wanted out of him. Than, what are your thoughts? I mean, he could do it in a rainy night in Stoke, but he couldn't pull it off in the hot, sticky, sweaty humidity of uh, Miami. 
I was really pulling for him, you know, former United uh, player. I was like, all right, here we go. Uh, you know, there was quite a few folks around the league who said, all right, Miami has a solid veteran. And then it's like he almost had the Gonzalo mentality where he thought he was going to be able to come over here with a cigarette in his mouth and just boss shit. And he just never panned out. Injury bug hit him, and that's that. Uh, I would say, eh, I'm not happy to see him go. I wish he would have done more. Uh, but I'm not packing his bag. Uh, I'm not gutted. So I'll say, eh. Fair. Yeah. You know, Ryan, looking at the start of last year, I thought Ryan was going to play a little bit different of a role than what he did in the year. It seemed like he even got the nod in the starting 11 a few times more than I would have anticipated. I mean, he's 34 years old, which puts him as the second oldest player behind Federico Iguain last year. So definitely has you know got some tread on those wheels. So I wasn't necessarily in love with the way that we used him, but there was one part that absolutely turned me on about Ryan, and that was the fact that he would get up Gonzalo's ass. He was not afraid to tell Gonzalo his thoughts on the pitch, and I felt that he may have been the only one out there that had the audacity and balls to do so. Now, maybe that does come along with him not playing that much in the second half of the season, <laughs> but, you know, hey, you know, that we'll never find out. But personally, Ryan, you know, it, it's a it's a good riddance, and it's a, eh, but not in any negative way. I just think you're going to go ahead and enjoy the next chapter of life, bud. Go ahead and enjoy it, man. You've had one hell of a career, so best of luck. Fair enough. And I guess the mic comes back to me for our boy, Indiana Vasilev, which to what I understand, we're still trying to work out a contract with. Yeah. So he was just on you know, a, a season long loan. Um, now that we're, we're trying to work something out to bring him on as a, as a full-time permanent player. Uh, and this is something that, you know, I think the vast majority of, of the fan base uh, one. So assuming right now, we're just going to have to assume that he's not with the club for our assessment. And I'm going to say gutted because uh, he came in, showed his skills. He had some very clutch goals, some, some very uh, like that, that Nashville um, added time winner. Uh, you has, a, he's a lot of potential plays very well in the midfield. Uh, good on his feet can create chances. Definitely. We need to do everything in our power to work something out with, uh, with Steven Gerrard over there. Uh, I had asked him Billy to bring him back. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't come back, I'm going to be absolutely gutted. I, I rate Indiana. I really hope he, he does come back. I love what he brings to the table, his energy. He's not afraid to buzz around the pitch for however long he's on there. I think he, at 20 years old, is moldable. Like, Phil will be able to work with him, show him the exact style of play he wants him to play. And I think, I hope, I pray that he comes back and we'll be able to get the most out of him and lead into a successful campaign for Indiana because he is honestly the only player I see right now that can fill Lewis's shoes. Yeah, and, you know, not just Lewis's shoes, but I'd love to see him in some type of center midfield type of role, maybe. You know, he's someone who has some wheels. He's got energy. He plays the passing lanes. He's always got his head head up. He's got energy, though, and I want to come back to that word. And, you know, 
Indiana might just be potentially down the line a, a better Jay Chapman. You know, for all the reasons that we talked about Jay being positive, you know, putting pressure on the ball, being more of a chemistry type of guy. You know, Indiana is eight years younger than Jay, and obviously we don't have Indiana officially signed on the club. This is all wishful thinking, but I think if we were to bring Indiana back, right, if we were to, I think this would be a really good club for him to find some magic. So I'm really holding my, uh, keep, keep keeping my fingers crossed for this one, guys. All right. So next up on our list, John McCarthy. I guess I'm just out here to clean up the bodies of the goalkeepers I don't care for in this club. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, John, uh, you know, I was all for him first season. I, I backed him. I was, I was happy he was here. And then, I don't know if he just had a major regression, if he forgot what his job was, if he was not confident in what the coach was bringing to the table, but it's like he just fell apart. The wheels came off the bus really, really quickly for John. Um, he's not going anywhere right now. No one's picked him up. Hopefully someone's looking for him because I think he can be uh, a good backup somewhere and bring some good leadership to some youth players. Um, but again, I'm, I'm adios. See you later, John. Best of luck. Thanks for everything you've done, but you know, gotta get out. The only thing I will miss about John McCarthy is that big shiny orange hat of his. I'll miss that out on the field. But, uh, other than that, I can't say I'm going to miss John very much. You know, as I look back on the 2021 season, as the season was getting going, we had a heated debate on this podcast about this exact topic. John McCarthy, how was he going to play in goal with, you know, Louis Robles moving on to the next career and a uh, chapter in his life and Nick Marsman not yet on the club and, you know, Jay, you sat there and you said you were you were a damn supporter of John. And, mm -hmm. you know, the microphone got passed to me. And I said he's probably a bottom three goalkeeper in the MLS starting in the league right now. And honestly, my thoughts have stayed the same through the entire year. So in my opinion, not someone that is going to be picked up by any club. And I wish him the best of luck. Probably someone that you want to drink a beer with, but just someone that I just don't care to have on the club. Yeah. Uh, I defended him. You're right. Uh, I, th I definitely thought that he had potential. Uh, but then once we got Marsman, it really opened my eyes that like, that's what a proper goalkeeper should be acting like in, in the MLS and tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I, I like the hats that he would wear and, um, you know, he did have to come in at the end of the season once Marsman was injured and, and fill in, but yeah, just a, a lot it of mistakes, well. but it, it's it's also hard to, you know, we got to give him a, a fair shake here because there were times our back line was atrocious as well. So, you know, maybe in a different setting, he, he he's better. I know the the Rowdies loved him, loved him, loved him. So maybe he goes back there, but yeah, good riddance. Uh, we need to, to have top class uh, goalkeepers on our squad. And um, yeah. I will say one other spot he might fit back in is back in Philly. I can tell you that Philly, Philly up here loves him. When, when we went to uh, the uh, Union Inter-Miami game, when he came out, he actually was met with an applause. I was kind of shocked by that. Um, so I could see him maybe picking him up and just using him as an emergency keeper. Uh, but other than that, he might be USL keeper at best. Yep. That's, I think, a fair assessment. Um, all right, then we move into uh, to Patrick Segrist. Um, 
not not really a body of work here to to, to speak for. Uh, and dealing with injuries throughout last season, uh, you know, good riddance. Let's let's just bring in someone who who we can hopefully get some results for. Not not too much to say. Not not too much analytical uh, analysis on that one. Yep, I think this is a another one very similar to Aventura. Just you know, not much to say. Sayonara, best of luck. Who are you? <laughs> I I mean, I wish I could be more supportive of him, but I mean, like, I don't know who. Uh, I, I don't even know so you. <laughs> you don't even go here. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, just, just adios. See you, Patrick. Wish you best of luck. Don't know who you are, so see you. That was quick. That was quick. That was. And, you know, this one's a little bit disappointing. This one's sad. This one's a little bit sad, guys. I'm a little gutted on this. I haven't used that word for quite some time, actually. But Federico Iguain has officially retired. Federico had one hell of a career in the MLS. He joined his brother down here. Was that last year or even the prior year at the end? Yeah, first year. Is once we got Gonzalo, like you put in a transfer request, uh, that you know the following week. But good news is he's on the coaching staff now, so he's going to be developing our talent. Yeah, this was someone though. Every single time he got in the game, we mm. look forward to mm -hmm. that moment when Federico got in the game. It just seemed like things started to happen. The ball started to move. Players were in the right spot, and he always seemed to, to kind of puppeteer the right pieces at the right time. So this is certainly going to be a player that Inter Miami misses. You know, he was the oldest player on the club. Obviously, he is retired right now. He is thirty-seven years old. But man. That was that was a youthful thirty-seven-year-old. Yeah, no, I mean he had a, a historical career in the MLS. Uh, great talent. You're exactly right. He would come in. He could provide the spark. Uh, he could drive his brother to you know really give efforts because there were times where Gonzalo got a lot of complaints from the fan base and, and coaches about his effort, and then you know getting benched a little bit to get back into a, a fit form. And Federico was there kind of as a handler. Uh, one of my favorite moments in Inter Miami history is the time both Gonzalo and Federico scored against Philly in the uh, first game of that we played Philly last year, the away uh, game. And yeah, happy's on the, the the coaching squad now. And I think that you know, even going back to DC, he was he was a player coach, so I think he you know he's really excited about that next step in his career, and he's really looking forward to getting to. Uh, the coaching. So um, I'm going to say gutted that we're losing him as a player. Um, and uh, I'm thrilled that we're having him on the coaching staff. Really, really am. I'm going to say gutted as well, uh, but I'm going to circle back to something that Alex had said about Ryan Shawcross. Federico is the only one that can hold Gonzalo accountable 110%. Yeah. There's plenty of times where Gonzalo was storming around like a, a, a toddler throwing a tantrum, and Federico would just shoot him a look like, yo, knock it off. And Gonzalo would get back in line and start playing a little harder. Uh, you know, again, like you said, Jay, one of my favorite moments because I got to witness it was both yep. of them scoring in one game. Uh, it was an unbelievable moment. And to be honest, whenever Federico came on the pitch, it was one of those moments where the opposing fan base still buzzed that a 37 year old was coming out like, oh, here comes Federico. He was well liked, well respected. I'd never heard one ill word uh, about him. So I'm gutted that we're losing him as a player, like you said, but I'm happy that he's going to be on the coaching staff. Agreed. All right. Take us, take us uh, further, sir. Yeah. So this one actually kind of hurts the most for me, minus Lewis. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm high on Sammy Guidry. You know, he, 
left back showed a lot of promise. He kind of fell into an awkward spot this season where Noah Allen was out playing him in Fort Lauderdale and he couldn't break into the first team. And he kind of bounced back and forth. He did get some time with the first team, looked really well. And I thought that would be the catapult to help him move forward. Uh, rumor does have it he might be coming back, for, but for the purpose of the pod right now, he isn't coming back. He doesn't have any offers out there right now. Um, I I highly rate Sammy. I think he can do well. Um, I, I'll be gutted if we don't sign him back. I really will be. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a little gutted on this. He definitely has potential. Uh, we didn't really get to, get to see enough of him, um, especially with our diminished back line and, and of course bouncing, you know, back and forth between the squads. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think we can probably work something out with them. I'm really hopeful we work something out with him. This was one player last year that I was shocked. I was floored that we didn't see more of out there, especially a few games that really presented opportunities and just kind of got overlooked for, you know, someone like maybe, you know, Shawcross, right? You know, where we went three back line with LGP, you know, Nico and Shawcross and passed up an opportunity to see Sammy out there. This is someone that I think could do really, really well on this club, especially with the opportunities that have opened up. So I, I, I'm gutted if we can't re-sign him here. I'm super hopeful that we can. I think his agent really got to get with management and figure something out because this is this is a player, you know, we we also, you know, not to go on too big of a ramp, but we also talked about athleticism in the back line. And man, this kid's an athlete. And every time we saw him out on the pitch, he he seemed to play up to the level of competition that he was playing. And of course, he had a couple, you know, bonehead moves, but guess what? We're in a Miami. Everyone had a couple boneheads <laughs> moves last year. The so status quo. Yeah, you know, this is someone that I think can really, really have an excellent career. And I'd be really bummed to see him do it somewhere else. And I'm getting the finger as well, which means I got to take it home. Josh Penn is the final player to leave inner Miami. And, you know, this is another, another one of those guys that I'm just kind of like, ah, like, you know, mm, like someone who just, we didn't see too much of, you know, he was someone who we signed. We weren't sure where he was going to fit on the club. Seemed like he was going back and forth a little bit, but personally guys, this is someone that I'm not going to be too broken up about. And, you know, he's without a club right now, but best of luck to wherever he goes. Yeah, I'm with you on this. It was uh, not that, I don't know, indifferent. We didn't really see him. Uh, you know, he went to, uh, we loaned him out to the battery, right? So we never saw him. It's just kind of a waste of a draft pick uh, in my eyes. So, you know, good riddance. Let's move on. You guys never saw him. I did see him. Yeah, there we go. I watched him for Charleston. He lit it up. He was constantly player of the game for Charleston. He was, I think he actually won player of the month a few times for Charleston. Wow. I personally am gutted. Now, I will give, there's one small caveat to that. If I had to choose between Josh and Indiana, I'm taking Indiana all day long. Mm -hmm. Nothing against Josh. Josh is a great dude. We've had some interactions with him on the uh, Inner Miami podcast Twitter. Uh, you know, he, he's a great guy. I don't have any ill will towards him leaving, but again, if I had to pick between him and Indiana, it's going to be Indiana. There's no, there's no comparison. They don't even belong on the same field if we're trying to compare these two. So, uh, best of luck to you, Josh. Hope you find a club. Uh, he'll definitely be a player for a program, and I hope he expands into what we all think he could. Well, now I feel bad, but 
wait, there's more. We just got some breaking news today, actually, that one more player has departed. And this is something that nearly everybody has been asking for for a long damn time. But Inner Miami have mutually agreed with Blaze Matweedy, and he is leaving the club and freeing up a DP spot for Hendo to work with. And there is so much we could say on here because I think we're all happy he's leaving. Uh, what a, a bust of a DP, minimal results, couple goals, inconsistent games. And the, the, the part that kind of sucks is he would have like one great game here or one great game there where his like passing was, you know, in like the 90%. It's like something ridiculous. But for the most part, coming in as a DP, to be an important piece of this puzzle that we're putting together and then not giving results, not getting results, not, not playing the way everyone expected you to play and obviously getting us in a whole bunch of trouble. Well, I mean, I can't put it all on him, but you know, McDonough as well. That's the whole reason we're in sanctions. And now we can finally at least part ways with him, at least get rid of that. And now we're just going to work through these sanctions and work through these two years. I am saying good riddance, uh, at, at, at the utmost form, I am so happy that that this was reported today and that he is no longer with Inner Miami. Yeah, this had bad juju written all over it from the very start. From the moment we tried to sign this, I'm sorry, <laughs> can't say we tried. We we <laughs> did sign this player off the books. Uh, do we ever? Do we ever find our scavenger team? Do they ever report no. back? No, no, no. no, no. But no. that is, there's still. A, a solid chance they bought him a house. Uh, they might be living and paying Blaze rent at this rate. We don't know where they are. But Blaze is, you know, Jay, you're right, man. This is just someone that it just never clicked over here. He, he was on the older side of things. I think, you know, he wanted to have kind of a little bit of a reunion tour coming out to MLS. Probably one of those players that thought that this league was going to be mm -hmm. easier than what it is. You know, these players don't realize that the MLS is a pretty physical soccer league out there and it's a different style of play. So when they play overseas, they're not used to this type of mentality played over here in the U.S. So, you know, Blaze Matweedy, like I said, bad juju written all over it from the very start, never got off to a really any kind of foot for this club. So, you know, best of luck. It seems like you're on your way to where is he headed again? Some some French club, I believe, but uh, probably just headed home. I, yeah, I'm I think not. it's just a, a mutual part. I don't, I don't yeah. think anyone knows the details. They, they probably bought him a house to leave. <laughs> you know, bottom of house over in, in, in France, wherever he was. Uh, just to, to piggyback off that real quick, and then Than can, can bring it home. Uh, this was a player who won the, the World Cup with France in 2018. There is a reason he was not on the Euro, Euro squads, uh, which was just last summer. And he's not going to be on the, the World Cup squad for, for this summer in 2022 in Qatar. Uh, this is a guy, yeah, it's easy to to look much better when you're playing with Juventus on a team full of stars, but then you come over to MLS and you're asked to be one of the main stars and you you can't come through. And just a bad situation, bad experience. Uh, shame on you, Paul. You know, burn in hell. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not too happy with you. Good riddance on that. Than, what are your thoughts, buddy? Because I know where you're going with it. Boys, I'm gutted. I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely gutted. That I didn't get to kick his ass out the door. <laughs> Damn. Like, I have been waiting. Like, you know, shout out Johnny Alpha. He was making those meme posts trying to talk this into existence. And, uh, you know, 
he's just terrible. Like I can't even put it like into like some analytical statement. He just sucks. He was terrible. He reminds me of Ali Dia. If you don't know the story of Ali Dia, he was a guy who played some Sunday league football, tricked Graham Sunis into giving him a month contract for Southampton, went out on the field and ran circles because he didn't know what to do with the football on his foot. He got cut 14 days later. That's the exact same story with us and Blaze Matweedy. Uh, I honestly hope he doesn't get signed. I hope he's done. He screwed us over. In my mind, he's the reason why Lewis isn't here, and I will never forgive him for that. Adios, get out, au revoir. Yeah, and that game that he left at halftime to hang out with Pogba and Kimpembe, like that, I think that was the the final final straw in in nearly like everyone's book. And um, yeah, I mean Johnny did some great great artwork about it, and I, I don't even want to say it on here because it's, you know very, we are a family podcast. Although we came in really hot this episode and we're cussing up a storm, but that's where it is. I know that was a bit of a long painful list to get through, um, and then we're going to cover uh, the you know the new signings. And we're going to have a lot more positive things to say because we don't, you know, we don't really know. There's a lot of uncertainty, but we hope for the best. But these players played for us for, you know, two years, one year in some case. And, and you know, we, we saw their body of work and uh, just bringing this home. Uh, you know, let's uh, let's go ahead and get to some fan questions that we got uh, in our Discord. I will shout out our Discord every single time I get a chance. It is amazing. It is still growing. If you're interested Send us a DM. We'll get you the invite link. Uh, we're talking literally every single day, every single hour, all things Inter Miami, uh, and all things really just Miami in general, Florida life, NFL, EPL, La Liga, Syria. I mean, it, it is just a, a very involved uh, Discord. And, and shout out to everyone in there, man. It, it really is something special. So the first one we got. Um, is the club is looking to add two more supporters groups officially to go from three to five. I would have to assume, uh, you know, Rosa Negra is, is going to be in there, uh, which shout out them. We love them. Uh, or Nacion Rosa Negra, rather. Uh, I like this idea. Um, there are obviously have been some issues in the past between, you know, them, but I think everyone's starting to come together and unite and, uh, I'm not against this by any means. If it just continues to go in the right way and we all play nice and it's about the club and the community um, and not just about, you know, the different individual supporters groups, um, you know, to a bad extent, then then I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm cool with this. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a big, uh, there's a big uh, asterisk, I guess. And that's if we can all act as a cohesive group with, you know, five supporters groups you have two more seats at the table and you know i think last year and even the year before we've we've kind of struggled in the idea of unity and you know that idea of being a cohesive unit you know when we go to these games you know it's it, it's one heartbeat it's one drum and you know adding two more supporters groups i think a is a very positive thing anybody who we can engage and you know motivate to get out to these games and really be a true true fan of this club you know is a positive thing it is a great thing where you know people are you know meeting some lifelong friends. I mean, you know, Jay, Jay, myself, you know, every, every kind of season we tend to always, you know, float over to the different supporters groups, even go to their events, you know, preseason and kind of get to meet some of the new members, get to meet their families, et cetera. It really is a very cool, you know, type of community. So, you know, the more the merrier, but you know, again, that asterisk, let's just make sure we're all singing the same songs and banging the same drums. 
I would say I, I agree with all of that. We have to make sure that we are La Familia first. We cannot continue to be a, oh, well, I was originally part of this, but now I'm this, so I don't associate with you. I mean, we saw less of that as the season went on, but we definitely need to make sure that no matter who comes to the table, we accept them as part of La Familia first and foremost. And that's the only way we're going to maintain one unified voice towards the club, towards some of our, our, our the issues that we've been noticing. If we fracture, we're never going to gain any traction with the club to help resolve some of the issues that constantly plague the supporters group. So I'm all for it. I'm glad that we're getting some more fan bases involved and uh, hopefully whoever comes aboard, uh, you know, enjoys what we've enjoyed and can bring some, you know, new perspective to the table. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what we, we shall see, this is uh, some exciting news, you know, we'll see what transpires of this and, you know, Let's don't stop now. We got another fan question is, as Jay said, join the Discord. Ask us for the link. It is blowing up, has been blowing up forever. The next question is, will Iguain, that is Gonzalo Iguain, have a better season this year? Good question. Good question. My response, probably not. Probably not. But... I do have reasons behind that. He did have 12 goals last year and nine assists, which really puts him top 20 in both categories in the MLS. That's a pretty good year. And, you know, I guess the reason for why I say probably not is, A, that is a fantastic year, and, B, it's another year of tread on these wheels for Gonzalo. And, you know, I don't think that we've exactly armed him with the best tools around him to help his job and you know i don't know if these numbers can be matched but boy looking at our offense right now we we need him to we need him to double down on those numbers because offense is going to be very difficult to find i think that this comes down to uh what you define as better season um everyone's saying and, and i saw him on the the monday stream for for preseason opening he is thin. He's looking thin. They say he's very fit. They say he worked really hard in the offseason to maintain all that. So I think that he could be better this season from a fitness and from a drive and a motivation because I don't he doesn't want to go out the way that that he played, certainly the first season. And there were instances in the second season people were upset with with his effort. I don't think he wants to go out with that. So I think that um, if he still plays as our number nine, I think he could have just as a productive season, if not a little more, given the pieces are, are right around him. But in in reality, they're talking about him playing as a 10 now. So I don't think he'll be uh, necessarily scoring as many goals versus setting up the, the younger players around him. And I think in that aspect, he could have a, a better season. But it, it, it's kind of apples to oranges because you were comparing – uh, you know, a, a, a true number nine striker, which he is, and then having him play in, in that creationist role uh, as a 10. So will be very interesting to say, but, or to see rather, but if he's motivated, he's, you know, thin and he's, he's fit. I, I think there's a strong possibility. I'm going to say no, because of different reasons. I'm going to say no, because he won't have to have a better season. He's going to have more team players around him, I'm hoping, and less me first hero ball players, which means that the, the open flow of play is going to allow for other players to get into the spotlight that Gonzalo had to fill by taking on extra shots, taking on impossible angles, doing the things that 
maybe a younger Gonzalo could have pulled off more frequently. Uh, so you know, I hope that the, the players they're bringing in, which we'll cover next episode, will allow Gonzalo to free up and be more of a facilitator rather than the spark plug, because it's going to be really hard for him at his age to continually be the spark plug for this team. So I will say no, but again, because he won't have to. Fair, fair. Okay. Uh, so last question, uh, we're going to roll a couple of these over to, to our next episode and of course we'll take more. So if you're interested, go ahead and reach out to us on socials or, or if you're in the discord, uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. But with, uh, with blaze blazes departure, that does free up a, a DP spot. Of course, we're being heavily linked to, uh, Luis Suarez right now. Um, and the question is, would Suarez be a good fit at striker if Iguain is going to be playing as a number 10 and I'll go ahead and, uh, I think he would, you know, and, and I, look, people are kind of torn on this. Some people love him. Some people hate him like based off the, the, the type of person they think he is. Um, a lot of people think he's a really great player, not so much a great human being. He's had lots of issues in the past, biting, uh, some other stuff that, that I'm not really going to get into. And of course, a lot of people have allegiances to English Premier League teams and, and, and don't like him. but look, he, he's still got a little bit left in him. He's still banging in goals. Uh, I think that he could come in here and I think he could be a good fit in the MLS. I know I might get a lot of pushback because we're going for a younger movement right now, but I still think he has it. I think it'd be a good idea to get him on board. Good for marketing. Uh, good for him in general. I, I, I think he wants to come over here experience life in America and the MLS. And of course, everyone's hoping and, and praying every night that we can somehow get messy in a year or two, which is very kind of far-fetched and out there, but we do know that Suarez and Messi want a, want a reunion. And if we somehow do get Suarez, I think it ups our chances to lock in Messi for a year or two in the MLS. Uh, we get him two-year deal. Uh, Messi, I think, technically can free up uh, next summer uh, or at the end of the season. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of for it um, with hesitancy because we saw how this has worked out for us in the past. I was just thinking to myself, where where is that Inter Miami big name signing? Right, like where who, who who's gonna come to this city with all the lights and the glamour and Jay? I think that I think that point about Messi in a few years down the line is a, is a good one, man. That is something to potentially you know think about. There, you know, there are rumors that. LeBron James, the only reason why he's on the Lakers is because his son, Bronny, there's already mm -hmm, been a mm -hmm. deal of the Lakers to have Bronny play on the same team as LeBron. So we know how this stuff can work. And, you know, that would be interesting as long as, you know, Gonzalo, you know, I guess the question is more, you know, do you think Suarez would be a good fit at striker as if Gonzalo would move back to number 10? And I think, you know, hey, if they were able to work it out, absolutely. I mean, shoot, how can you deny Suarez and Higuain playing up front in the MLS? I mean, whatever age they're going to be, I think those are kind of two players that have played overseas at the highest level possible and probably have an unspoken respect to one another that may not be necessarily reciprocated to the rest of the locker room, if I can say it like that. So, you know, if they talked and if it happens, fantastic. That is definitely must-see TV. Agreed. And just one notable thing, and then Than can wrap it up. Uh, Suarez would not be available until the, the summer window anyway. So it's kind of weighing in that whether you want that to happen or not, we're going to have to go through half a season 
without that DP spot being being filled. Uh, so yeah, it would have to be a two-year deal because uh, Messi's not available this summer. He's available uh, next summer as well. So they can overlap for a year. Maybe there's a, a contract option uh, for Louis to stay for another year with him. But notable stuff. This one for me, it, it, it's hard to be objective. I, I hate Suarez. I hate Liverpool. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite all-time moments is Stevie G slipping in the uh, ball to Dembaba and watching him skip away and watch Liverpool lose the league. Shout out to Callie in the Discord. That's for you. Um, now, jokes <laughs> aside, uh, do I think he'd be good for us? Yes. Honestly, it'd be nice to see him take a bite out of the workload for Gonzalo. Uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be one of those things where if he comes over here, and plays with something to prove he can be one of the best in the game um i I fear that he's gonna come over with the i've won everything mentality so bow to my feet and we could be in another bad position um if we sign him we need to have clear expectations that you will do a b and c uh, if you want to be on the same team if we get messy you have to perform these key metrics and we go from there. Do I think he could be better for us? Yes. But I also think he could be a headache by not understanding what this league can bring or require of you as a player. You know, one thing that Suarez signing would do would put us at one hell of a difficult FIFA club. I mean, shit, you know, <laughs> when we start playing MLS FIFA, man, that, that might be your unfair advantage. Those two together, that, that would certainly uh, be impressive. But uh, that's it for uh, for fan question. Man, could you imagine if we tried to do the arrive? This would be like a three-hour episode. Felt good to, to get back on the bike, get the rust off. Uh, I know that was a bit uh, intensive to, to go through all that stuff. But, oh, man, felt good. Season three, here we go. Kickoff is 226. I am passing up a cancer charity event with the dolphins because I want to be at opening day with the boys and girls. Everyone's included. Everyone's invited, but uh, yeah, man, that felt good. Uh, thank you everyone for listening again. I'm Jay Kington, Mr. Alex Papa, George and Harrington as well. Uh, check us out on social media, Facebook, at enter my podcast, same as Instagram. Twitter is at enter M I a podcast. Hit us up for that Discord link. And as we end every single episode, vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami. <laughs>